Welcome to Cars Her Way with Lisa Copeland, where she breaks down how and where to purchase your next car. She shares with you the no-nonsense information about everything and anything automotive. Lisa is a former award-winning car dealer and was named top 100 women in the North American auto industry. Lisa shares with you her 30 years of automotive experience. Let's get started. Here is Lisa. Good morning. Um, so, uh, I, I have the very special honor. Number one, today we are launching the Cars Her Way podcast on iHeartRadio. So this will be out all around the world for all automotive professionals and anybody who just wants to level up. I'm Lisa Copeland. I'm the founder of Cars Her Way and I'm your host of Cars Her Way Radio. And on the show today, I've got Mr. Ali Rita. Ali is the world record holder, number one car salesman in the world, and just the nicest human you ever want to meet. And uh, my other guest this morning is Brian Benstock, and Brian is the vice president, general manager of Paragon and or Paragon Honda and Paragon Acura, who dices for number one and number two in the country, month in and month out. And Brian is is, is known as probably one of the biggest disruptors in our industry. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, thanks. thank you for joining us. And boy, we are loaded up with. Um, so we are we are uh, we are broadcasting two different ways. We will be out on iHeartRadio, and uh, this morning we're broadcasting on Facebook Live, so that all of your fans and friends can see the interview on video. And then, of course, you'll be able to download it from iHeartRadio. All right. Well, first and foremost, guess what I did this weekend? <laughs> you tell. You worked. <laughs> no, yes, I did work. I was out at the Grand Prix here in Austin, Texas, Formula One, whereas I guess we have to congratulate, congratulate, congratulate Lewis Hamilton and Mercedes. But I was there with Aston Martin and I, I was the guest there. of Laura Schwab, the president of Aston Martin. And it was in the Red Bull boot and the Red Bull suite. And I will tell you, those are not the cheap seats. No. If you're going to go to the Grand Prix, that's where you need to be is up in the suites for sure. Brian, I think we just got invited next year. Yeah, I think so. And I, you know, <laughs> when I go to some, uh, car races like that, uh, first of all, I don't get invited. And when I do get invited, I'm sitting in the uh, Bob Euchre cheap seats. So, <laughs> so we are we're going to go with uh, you, Lisa, next year. That would be great. I'm yeah. telling you, Aston Martin. Aston Martin is one of my favorite brands. You know, it I, is my favorite. against sports car, and, and in fact, I, I had the privilege of owning one for a couple of years. And um, if I if I get uh, a chance again, I will own one again. It's just fantastic. Do you know that there's only 37 retailers in the U.S.? And do yeah. not think by the end of the day Saturday that number 38 may not be sitting in front of you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there you go. If you're going to get back in, do it the right way. I got to do it the right way. You know, it's just it, it's it's just that F word, you know. Uh, AF, what are we going to do? I'm, I'm going to go with A every single time. All right. So, Ollie, I want to start with you. Um, October, tell, tell everybody out there, we've got a huge audience. Oh my God. Like huge audience this morning. Tell yeah. everybody out there, how did October, uh, uh, finish up for the number one car salesman in the world? It was good. We were pretty steady. Um, you know, I, unit count, uh, I want to say it was 124. So it was, yeah. uh, now you're yeah, talking yeah, about for your store, right? You're talking about for yourself personally. Yeah. 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 This is for myself personally. <laughs> yeah, that's so, yeah. 120, 124 new retail deals. Um, for the month of October. And, you know, we, we had a couple of challenges. Um, we had uh, one, the strike was going on. Yes. So we, we had some issues with uh, inventory and we weren't getting too many cars sent in. And, um, you know, then you had all, you know, I mean, just people were kind of in disarray about 
should they come into dealerships? Should they not come in dealerships? And, you know, some people are just against it. And so we were fighting that. And, and of course, you know, we had inventory issues going into that. So that kind of, you know, added uh, fuel to the fire. But uh, all in all, it was good. It was very positive. We, we you know, stayed the course. And we, you, you only can control what you can control. And you got to keep pushing forward. So we're not... Um, I'm not one to lay down and, and make excuses about anything. Lisa, let me let me add to that. You know, uh, ma- many of your listeners may not be aware. Ali Rita does what he does in Detroit. So yeah. you know, when there's a when there's an automotive strike in Detroit, as a, a sign of solidarity, mm-hmm. that may have caused some customers to stay home. It's not like it was uh, the strike was in some faraway place. That yeah. is a UAW town, and your customers oh. are UAW employees. I never so thought about that's that. A, that's an incredibly strong job. Uh, anytime, any yeah. any yeah. environment, but in, under those circumstances, Ali, you might have had to dig down and work a little bit this month. Yeah, <laughs> I did, and and you're right because we do feel it first because you know if those people are not working, then you know it trickles down to you know restaurants and stores and and the people that work at you know the, the wait staff, and it trickles down to those people not spending money, and mm-hmm. people don't realize how fast that catches up to you. Um, so people are scared to spend money. Sure, apprehension. You don't know when your next paycheck is coming in, or where yeah. it's coming in, or if it's coming in. So, if it's coming in, cause a reasonable person to say, you know, let's hold off on this purchase if yeah. we can. So that's that's really a spectacular job. That's yeah, yeah. We're, we're very blessed. Well, Mr. Benstock, I'm gonna have to bring you in as a co-host because you actually know more than I do about what was going on with the GM strike and the actual market conditions in Detroit. So tell us about the market conditions in uh, Queens, New York and how uh, Paragon finished up in October. Well, I guess it would be uh, dependent on who you asked. We had a a very strong uh, month. We finished up 39% year over year uh, compared to Honda's uh, being up 9%. So we uh, over-indexed uh, Honda's increase in sales. Uh, last year, there weren't as many incentives on as there were this year. Honda is looking to finish the year strong. And uh, our, our team had the inventory in place. We had the advertising in place. Some of the things that we're doing with Google really started to, to pick up. So we, we, we showed uh, a 49% increase in the White Plains store, uh, 39% increase in, in Paragon Honda. And uh, I think it was about 27% increased in uh, certified uh, pre-owned. So uh, we, we gained the number one title in the country for Honda new and used. And I think we had the number one title in the country for Acura new and used. So all in all, it was a, uh, a respectable month. A very respectable Congratulations. Yes, congratulations. Yeah. For oh those God. of you just tuning in, this is Lisa Copeland, um, founder of Cars Her Way, Cars Her Way Radio. And we will be, this is the first uh, broadcast going up to iHeartRadio for the world to be able to hear. And my guests are Ollie Rita, the number one salesman in the world, record holder, and Brian Benstock, a number one Honda and Acura dealer in the country and a complete and a thought leader in our industry. So, hey, you Lisa, can I jump in? Can I jump in? I, I mean, no, I, I am giving your and if you share this, share, share, share. I, I feel like I don't belong on here with Ali Rita because oh I, my god, I feel like I belong on here with Ali Rita. But but let me tell you something. Let me tell you about the power of this man. I posted a picture of him, he and I on LinkedIn. He's in a baseball cap, uh, a t-shirt, and and jeans. And I'm, of course, in my normal outfit. I sleep in this outfit. Yeah, I was going to say you're in your men in black suit. Right, but, but I, uh, I post a picture. We had over 100,000 people say, what's going on between these two guys? Amazing. I want to be a part of it. And and the engagement was crazy. I just I was just like um, posting the picture to show the world, hey, I know this guy. You know, <laughs> exactly. I, I, I was doing the same. 
respectful. I just, I just stopped there. I just stopped there to say hello. Yeah, I, I want to be respectful because you know he's he has he works for a company, and um, I, I'm, I'm I want to be respectful of his boss, and I don't want his boss to get like, the notion that I would try and steal Mr. Oh, Reed. you steal him in a hot minute, right? No, I wouldn't do not, that. Do not no, lie. You don't know me. I, I wouldn't do that. I was no, such a gentleman. The environment that cultivated this man. And I, and I don't think it's that you can plug and play anywhere. I think Ali's success is a, uh, has a number of factors. One, Damien uh, worked with him uh, and his team uh, to, to do some training. The dealer was very flexible, I'm sure, and giving Ali the latitude that he needed to do some of the things that he did there. And I'd rather just be a fan uh, and, and learn from him and see if I can take some of that and help my, my team rather than disrupt that individual. Uh, but but it was really interesting to see the feedback. I would have, I would have stolen Ollie in a hot minute. I just said, you're coming to Texas. I don't care what it's going to take. <laughs> well, 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 you are... You are relentless. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm relentless. So. I'm all about, you are show books. I'm all about car buying. Oops, there we go. Her way. Right. Anyways, that's not a shameless plug. So um, my favorite Ali story, I was in Detroit a couple weeks ago, and Ali says, I'll pick you up from the airport. So I'm thinking, okay, he's going to send a port because he isn't going to disrupt what he's doing because he's selling cars. So I figure, oh, he's oh. just going to send a porter over from the airport. I mean, over to the airport, pick me up. I had another event I had to be at. So I was like, sure, I'd love to. And, you know, and, you know, and we'll bring you by the dealership. I was like, absolutely. I want to come by and see you. White Rolls Royce comes with a driver in a tuxedo. And I see this sign that says Lisa Copeland. And I'm like, dang, those porters dress nice at all these places. And then, and then we get out to the parking lot and there's a white Rolls Royce sitting there. And I'm like, what's this? And he goes, oh no, that's for you. Ollie sent it for you. Top that one, Brian Benstock. No, I can't. I mean, I, I had a guy named Peter pick you up in a Honda Civic, a TPL. <laughs> Um, and it was uh, new and, you know, uh, and we No, talked, you actually you had know. me picked up in an Escalade one time. So okay. I, I will. Well, yes. All right. It's good. Yeah. So oh, I'm going to throw you a little bit of a bump. Uh, but, but Lisa. Nobody ever beats but, Ali Rita in my book. But Lisa, what you're saying, we're laughing about it. But well, I wasn't laughing. He's but, my hero. But you, get, you know, but, but you look at that white glove service, right? Yeah. And now here we are talking about it. Uh, and 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 that you will remember that, and I think that yeah. speaks volumes to the man and the way he perceives his relationship with his customers and with his business associates. You know, so I, I think that's no small. Um, you know, it's not a, a ploy or a, a, te a technique. No, it's I just always just. I, I, I think it's that that follow through uh, on, on the pitch. It's that swing on the golf club. It's that little extra. That makes a huge difference, you know, and, um, you know, so. Uh, Brian, getting, that's a big extra. Yeah, big we're, getting your, we're getting your Bentley polished for the next time you're in town. <laughs> because, Ball you know, I, I am going to be there the week after next, so. Oh, it might not be there. Again. And here's the deal. I don't want a Bentley. I've, I just already, I already told you that he picked me up in a Rolls. Now, an Aston might work. Okay. Aston is a perfect choice now. It is a perfect choice. I'm telling you, I'm putting it to the universe. Retailer number 38, United States of America. Is, is there a better looking car than that DB10? Oh, oh my God. God. Okay, so Brian, that's what I was at was the DB10 um, reveal the other night. We walk in, they're like, we need your we need your phones. I'm like, no, 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 no. And they're like, yes, 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 yes. You know, if, if, if you look at that car 
and your resting blood pressure uh, pulse doesn't change, you're in the wrong industry. And it was designed I start getting sweaty palms and start doing what customers do. Can I afford it? How much? Well, how much a month? How much a month? It's zero down and seventeen ninety nine a month on a lease, and it's only one hundred eighty five. I paid one hundred and fifty thousand dollars for a Cayenne Turbo. Yeah, I'm just sitting there telling the president of, of Aston. I'm like, we need to up the price on this little baby. Hey, by this the way, I was. Way I more was I was in, you had a, 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 you picked me up one time uh, in your Mercedes, and I don't want to say anything, but that thing had more plastic in it than my, my son's Legos, okay? <laughs> I, I mean, my Lord. And, and, and you know. You it, were just in shock because you were looking at the building, like, so where's the city? Where, like, wh- where, where am I at? I'm like, you're in the capital of Texas. You're like, what? Ali, she's picking me up. We're going, uh, there's a speaking engagement in, in Austin, Texas. And she said, we're heading into the city. And I go, where's the city? She goes, there. I go four four story buildings. Don't do that. <laughs> he's not used to that. I mean, no. And, and he's, he's not used to that. Active ten. Now, to to be clear, the city of Austin was absolutely beautiful. Oh, it, 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 and, it really is. And the people in Texas are really, really special. Especially, especially the one sitting right here. Especially if they know you're from New York, but you're not looking to relocate there permanently, then they're really friendly. <laughs> uh, they, they were really, really hospitable to us when we were there. Uh, yeah, so I was before I get on to the tough questions. I was telling my, you know, I got to tell my favorite Ali story about the Rolls Royce, which it's never going to get better than that one, with the exception of um, the, the president of Aston inviting me the next day because we're besties now. Um, but and I noticed, you know, so I said she. Um, but uh, Mr. Yeah. Benstock and I were having lunch one day, and we're on Madison Avenue, and um, I saw a motorcade come. So of course I live in Austin. I've seen many motorcades. President Bush lived here, so they were he was here all the time in motorcades, and I'm. Like, oh look, Brian, there's a motorcade. It must be President Trump. So, of course, you know me. If it didn't happen, if it doesn't happen on Facebook, it didn't happen. I pick up my phone. I'm gonna take a picture of the motorcade. We're just sitting out there, just minding our own business, Brian and I just having lunch. And down come the windows, out come the Secret Service. And I grab Lisa in a defensive mode. Sit down. <laughs> I mean, my God. There was a Ali, there was a an, an escalate. There was a guy in full commando gear uh-huh. with a machine gun out the window. Then the Secret Service, then Trump. And I didn't want poor Lisa to be like jumping out, taking a picture as a fan, and somebody mistake her for a sniper and take her out. Yeah. Because I look like one sitting there in New York, but okay. All right. So guys, I got some questions I want to ask you. I mean, we, this, 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 we are loaded up this morning with people and everybody. I want to acknowledge you. I want to thank you for jumping on, but because we are sending this out to iHeart, um, I'm going to, I'll acknowledge you guys at the end because I'm going to have to edit it out just being real. Um, but I'm asking the two top guys in the automotive industry some of the toughest questions. So share it out, tag your team, send it to your dealerships. Let's, let's get this thing viral. All right, I'm going to start with Ali. Ali, how would you define success? Wow, you know, that that is such a great question because every, a lot of people are going to define it differently. So for me, I would have to say that when you find peace at what you're doing, when you feel accomplished, not that you hit your ultimate goal, but feel accomplished and you feel that you're making a difference in your in your field. And, you know, for me, I, I have peace in what I'm doing. I have peace in my job and peace in my family and peace in my community. So to me, that's how I would define success. It's simple as, as being at peace with yourself with what you're doing. Brian Benstock, how would you define success? 
Yeah, I, I, I think I like Ali's definition better than mine, but my, my definition of success is really to be able to uh, set a target, hit the target, and to then set another target. And whether that's in a target for achieving happiness, uh, a target for uh, seeing your kids, your children do well, or, or a business target, uh, I, I think it's really the, the constant setting <laughs> Of, of worthwhile objectives. And certainly those are not just uh, financial. I spent most of my life chasing money and uh, I'm chasing something different now. I, I think I'm chasing opportunity uh, more than money. So these these definitions change. I think, you know, I've got to know Ali a little bit and hopefully I'm gonna get to know him even more. And I, I really like the approach that they take. It's really a holistic, spirit-based uh, um, approach to uh, handling your business. And I think long-term, that's a really great way uh, to lead your, your team. And in fact, um, I, I'm looking to to find out as much as I can about what Ali does so I can share that with my team to see them grow. And, you know, I think success leaves clues and Ali's leaving a lot of great clues uh, willingly uh, to help other people grow. And I, I love that. So, but Brian, you said something interesting and this is what I've always liked about you. I met you back in 2012. You said to see your team grow. You're number one. Where where do you go from there? You know, there's so much uh, opportunity for growth. You know that the the role or the responsibility of a manager is to develop his or her people. And developing people is not just selling you know, selling cars, but developing people is helping them uh, buy a house if that's important to them, to save some money, to put away a college fund. I mean, I tortured a finance manager for not having medical care for his children and for not having a, a, a um, a college fund for his children, you know, and I said, uh, you've got all these pictures of your wonderful children on Facebook, but you don't have a college fund for them. How, how dare you? And you don't have proper insurance for them. How dare you? And and I'm, I'm outside of the bounds of my job <clears throat> doing that. But I felt, you know, I'm part of developing somebody. What is success if you if you if you don't have those things uh, handled? And, you know, and, and he to his credit, uh, and this this is several years ago, has really turned around 360. He purchased a house. He has those things. And there are no less pictures on Facebook, but now there's some substance behind it. So, you know, it, it's taking that team to the next, the proverbial next level. And being number one at Honda doesn't mean that we're number one in all brands. And, and as you may uh, be aware, we're looking at how do we uh, take advantage of uh, the disruption that's going on to expand well beyond our market and to take learnings from Amazon and the Carvana and to really change the way that people uh, transact. And I think that's where you and I got to be uh, friends is that uh, you and I had similar kind of thinking, Lisa, that it's not just about selling cars, but how do we take advantage of the disruption to bring the industry to a completely different pay, uh, place? Now, if you take that with Ali's approach if you take mass merchandising, internet platform with a, and I'm not going to say faith-based because all of you and I have never talked about faith, religion, It's but it is spiritually based right. in goodness. And, right. and man, oh man, my, my team, when he walked in the store, it was, you know, it was like a rock star because I've He's shared a rock him, star. But oh, I shared with him not only that he's hard cars, but that he's a good person. Mm -hmm. and, and Ali, that resonated with my people more than, your income, which we never asked about, or no, your success. Uh, it, it's more about this is a, a good person and look what he's doing. Because so many people think that you have to be um, not a good person to succeed. or And especially in the car business. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's old school thinking. That was the old school way. And, you know, I'm smiling about what Brian's talking about, about, you know, the college funds and getting people to buy houses. And, you know, it's funny because that's the approach that I have with my clients. So I, I get a, a young couple come in and, you know, they have a newborn. That's I'm not even talking about the car anymore. I'm asking them, hey, did you start a college fund? Did, did you did you look at a 529? And they're like, what are you talking about? I immediately stopped that whole conversation about a car and I put them on the phone with the financial advisor. I call him in my office and say, you have to do this right now. I don't care if it's, we have to take some money away from your car payment to put $50 a month, whatever it is, you got to start this now. And again, it's just having somebody leave better than when you found them. Yeah. I also witnessed Brian, true story. When I was at Ali's store, I witnessed with my eyeballs, I saw the man, Ollie's dying laughing. I saw the man walk in the front door, ask for Ollie. Ollie and I are taking pictures and posting all this other stuff. And I said, well, Ollie, I, you know, go help your customer, whatever. And he's like, oh, I'll be back in a few minutes. That man, from the time he walked in the front door to he was going to, he wanted a 36-month lease. I saw Ollie tell him, no, you need a 24-month lease. To the time he drove over the curb, what was it, Ollie, 20 what minutes? Maybe 25 minutes. 25 minutes because literally Ollie sent me a picture with, with, with the light, with the uh, tail lights going over the curb. He's like, yeah, 20 minutes. So, 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 so let's break that down. Right. It is not an urban. She legend. couldn't believe it. Yeah. She couldn't believe it. But I don't but, think but, anyone has feed belief. Ben stock's not believing it. Look, he's about to ask. Well, a bunch but, of questions. Uh, first of all, I, not only do I believe it, it's the only way he can achieve what he does. You've got capacity issues. Right. He can't spend four hours. But it, it's interesting because what's good for Ali is also good for the customer. And if you do what's exactly. best for the customer, that'll right. be the best right. for you. you know, so, so that's the, right. the I was on a coffee break, Brian. It wasn't even a lunch break. The dude was on a coffee break and he got a car. I told him, what did I say, Lisa? I says, I said, black works perfect, right? He's like, yes. Yep. I says, literally. I said, How much? Literally, the guy's like, I want a 36-month lease. Ollie's like, nope, you need it. No, we're going 24. I go, you have 20 minutes? He goes, yeah. I go, okay, he'll take the car with you right now. Literally, because I have cars ready, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Cars ready. The guy, from the time Lisa and I are taking pictures, the guy is driving. So, I mean, why, you know, why are we complicating things in our industry? Why are we, you know, why are we making it harder than it needs to be? People are looking for an advisor, and that's what we need to be doing. We need to advise them. And like you said about houses, I look at somebody's credit and I see that they're in a 30 year mortgage. I'm going to advise them that, Hey, maybe you should look at switching this to 15 years. Um, I'm, I'm looking at other things other than just them buying that car. And that's what people, people look at me and say, wow, nobody's ever explained that to us. You know how many people don't know the difference between a 15 year and a 30 year mortgage? Yeah. About $200 a month. Right. You know, yeah, so- and, and they don't understand what's happening. They don't, if, if I break it down and say, well, this is how much money you're wasting in the first five years of a 30 year mortgage. And, and nobody's disciplined enough to pay extra. People will tell you, oh, just pay extra, pay extra. Nobody's disciplined enough to do that. It's very, very. And, and, I, and I think the sales game today has become one of selling the monthly payment uh, without the understanding yeah, of what's going on. And, you know, I, I, I'm hearing statistics now. The average loan is over 74 months. That's, sorry, that's wrong. Crazy. 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 Even for us, we'll never get them back. How can, how can I put somebody... Okay, so my job is to solve a problem, not create a new one. Right. Or, 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 defer, or defer a problem. Uh, so to, defer a problem. Later on. When they come back to me in two years and say, I want to get out of my car, and I'll be like, oh, you're in 84 months. I, I can't do anything about you. I did it. Yeah. I did it. I put you in that situation. So I have to I have to look at where they are now, where they're going in the future. So that way 
So I just, I just because had, I know they're going to come back to me. I just had Jim Fitzpatrick, um, uh, Carbiz Television. He he just he just served up a great question, Brian. I'm going to serve this to you. What do you think today's managers need to do to recruit and keep good people? Boom. Well, Jim is Jim is really good at uh, that. He he focuses on that, and it's very important. First yeah. of all, uh, I, I, you know, take a look at the training that most managers have had. What training have they had in recruiting customers? The answer is none. I used to use the excuse that there are no good people that want to get into the car business. And I had a guy look me straight in the eye. His name is uh, 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 Karanuk, Dan Karanuk. Dan looked me straight in the eye and he goes, B, you're just no good at recruiting and hiring. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And he goes, well, well, well how many job fairs do you go to? How many colleges are you involved in uh, going after? When are you advertising? How are you advertising for jobs? And at the end of the day, I had to own that, that we were – by the way, he also reminded me, you're in a, per, in a market where there are 9 million people. If you can't find somebody in that market, you know, uh, what do you think a guy does in Podunk, Iowa? How does he recruit and hire? And, and right. if you're a Kia store in Podunk, Iowa, uh, it, it's a little bit of a difficult situation trying to hire somebody. So we started looking at um, what, what are we doing and how are we asking for people to come to the store? And then we started, uh, we have a, a advertisements on all of the major platforms at all times. Uh, looking for people. We have a recruitment, you know, you send somebody into the dealership, you can get a piece of their their earnings uh, as they're uh, being a part of it. We're, we're grabbing techs out of uh, Lincoln Tech, the local trade school. And, you know, look at the challenge my service manager had. I, I asked him to open the shop up 24 hours a day. And uh, so he not only had to hire more people, but hire people that were willing to work, that were skilled and were willing to work Overnight, And thankfully, we've got the fishing nets out there all the time, and we were able to put a, a very solid uh, evening crew in, which has helped us tremendously in expanding our fixed ops business. Yeah, Ollie, you, you have quite the team that I had the honor of meeting and just I had smiles on their faces and servant hearts. How, how do you find people to serve your clients? Yeah, in the same way, you know, I... For me, because I don't want to, I don't really necessarily put out an ad because I will get a ridiculous amount of people coming in interviewing. So, you know, I, I follow my heart more. You know, I follow somebody that I feel has the same, you know, passion that I would have. Somebody that's a people person. The rest of it, it can be taught. So somebody that's just a good person at their core is, is what I was looking for. And I have I have two beautiful girls that work for me. I mean, they're they're just they share the same passion, this they share the same compassion for people. And you know, I think you've talked to them and, and they are a big reason of why I am where I am today. Um, and they're assistants. They don't sell cars, they're my assistants, but without them, I, I can't do what I do. But little known yeah. fact about you, Ollie, not only do you sell the car, you also spin the paper and you contract them. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. I do does it. Yeah. The majority. Yeah. And Lisa was laughing because she's like, oh, you, you got a little control problem? I said, uh, I, 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 <laughs> I never see anything like it. I'm like, wait, 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 what do you mean? What do you mean you're, you're about to yeah. contract this guy? Like, what are we doing here? Like, there's an yeah, so I have my own analyst. You know, I have my own analyst at the bank. So if I need something, you know, again, it's, it's because I'm involved in it from A to Z. I can move at my pace. I'm not relying on somebody else. So, but, but that comes later in your career and you got to earn that. That's not something that you're just going to walk in a dealership and get. You got to earn that at some point. Thank you for that. But yeah, yeah, you can't, I mean, that's very rare, but it, it, it's duplicatable and, and it does speed up the process for me personally. I just like to be involved in everything. So um, for me, that's how things move so quick. Brian Benstock, what would you tell your 25-year-old self? 
Wow. Um, <laughs> I was pretty serious at 25, right? Oh, you were, oh, you were just serious back then? It didn't. I, I, I was pretty serious uh, back then. I would have uh, I told my 25-year-old self to, A, to uh, value time a little bit more, that uh, as I'm now approaching 59 years of age, that it, things don't last forever. And that um, I, I would have liked to have developed my automotive education a little bit more a little earlier. I, and I think I've always been looking for um, training and education, but to really start looking out into other portions of the business and to get a better understanding. Uh, I, I, I did see uh, in 1983, Joe Girard, and uh, Joe Girard at the time was a world record sales holder. And it really opened my eyes up to the possibility. But I, you know, I think it's now that I'm looking at some of these titans in the business, the, the Roger Penske's and, and the, the, the people that have multiple platforms, the Mike Maroney's that are just, you know, playing at a different level. And, you know, I'm, I'm now comfortable where I can sit at a table uh, with them, but I certainly, um, I'm not there. Peer and I, and, I, and I aspire to to be at a higher level of thinking. To how do you replicate these things? How do you scale uh, these things? And that's um, so. So at, at 25, I, I think I thought I knew everything, and at 59, I realized I know very little. Yeah. You, you mentioned Joe Girard. So for those of you jumping on, or for those of you who have lived under a rock in the automotive industry, um, Ali Rita broke Joe Girard's. Uh, world sales record, I think of 44 years, right, Ollie? Yeah, yeah. 44 years last year. 17. 2017. And it was bloody. And um, <clears throat> Mr. Gerard um, uh, protested or, or contested it. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and of course, you were you you proved it out and you are the world record holder. And yeah. uh, even Guinness Book of World's Records got a little bit, you know, scared. And so it was just it was very interesting. But you know, you were just a class act all the way through it. But what would you Ali tell your 25 year old self? Gosh, I, you know, I think about that. And I think I would go back and say that approach this industry as a career, not as a job. Because I feel a lot of people kind of come into this, our industry by accident. A lot of people say that, well, I just kind of fell into this, you know, because I was looking for something else and, and it was temporary. And we approach it as a job and it's quite the opposite. This is a career. This is, this is something that you can actually be proud of. This is a noble, um, long-term, lifelong career that, that you can look at. And I wish I approached it early on. Now, I figured that out later. Um, and it wasn't just because of the money. It, it was because of the love that I actually had for it, the love that I had for people. And I think when I first entered, I, I did do it because I needed to survive. I did it because I needed some money. I, I needed, you know, something better. But I quickly understood that this is about people, not about cars. And I, I found out that this is going to be my career. And, you know, maybe I lost a few years early on, but my 25-year-old self, I would definitely say that. And You're What's that? You're making up for it. So Yeah, I'm making up for it. There's one more thing that I, I would have told myself back then that is kind of an old school thinking of, of the car industry. I would have told myself to get out of debt early. That's one thing that we do not teach in our industry that we need to kind of focus on. Getting out of debt early is such a big part of, of being successful and having a successful career is because you're... You know, early on, the old dogs used to tell you, we need to get this guy up, oh, up. Buy a house, oh, buy a boat, buy a car, buy a boat. Get uh, him. Uh, Ali, I remember a man teaching us motivation by debt propulsion, encouraging, 
salespeople. Yeah. And by the way, this wasn't my mentor, but somebody I knew that was saying motivation by debt propulsion. And what we don't realize is that debt becomes a burden. It's a bag of rocks. Absolutely. Carry around. You have a bad month. Now, all of a sudden, in fact, my good friend, Sharon Lecter, yeah. you guys know her. She co-authored Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I asked her to write a curriculum for me um, for salespeople on how to live on commission, because that would be the thing to y'all's point that I would see a salesperson, especially in the brand that I was in, you know, you know, NHTSA decides to put us on stop sell. Now what happens? You know, they don't have any money next month or they had a big month and they went and blew it, whatever it may be, you know, work down their pipeline. And that was when you would see a great salesperson turn to a bad salesperson right. and then spend their time distracted looking on LinkedIn for their next gig. Yeah. And, and nobody talks about cycle. that. Nobody's talking about that. You know, not having a house payment, not having a car payment, not having those burdens on you releases your 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 mentality. I mean, your, your mindset is completely different. I, I don't have to feel like I have to sell this person to make my house payment. Right. I can actually help this person. And, and that mindset carries on. And it's just, you're just going to feel happier. But nobody talks about that. So my 25-year-old self, that's what I would be focusing on. Not getting in debt, not not biting off more than I can chew. Like you said, I have a big month and then, you know, I'm, I'm going to get fired the next month. I you're mean, struggling. Yeah, yeah. You, you can't. You're struggling. It's the old school way of thinking. We got to teach that a little bit more. Okay, so in this world of what we call omni-channel marketing, right? It's everywhere. We, you know, we're doing traditional radio, television, social, digital, you know, whatever, uh, events, whatever it may be. If you could only have one marketing channel for your business to continue your business at the level it's at today, but you could only choose one, which one would you choose, Brian Benstock? Uh, I, I would choose digital. And there's really only two choices with digital. It's Google and it's Facebook and the properties that they have. There's no, there's no maybe here, uh, and this may butthurt a, a bunch of agencies, but they've been selling us a bunch of stuff. And let me, let me tell you, anything that the agency is going to sell you that's digital is sitting on a Google platform, period. Okay? So just go to the source. We uh, just agency, lost 99 people, Brian Benstock. No. <laughs> uh, agencies, agencies are going away. As AI takes yeah. over, right, placement of digital ads – Right. You don't need an agency. Our ads, Lisa, are right. updated 44,000 times a day, 44,000 times a day, based on all of the different opportunities that are in the market that we've selected. I brought the market back from 25 miles now to 10 miles, and I'm shopping for store visits. Those are people that have the highest statistical probability of doing business now and in the future. And if I want to grab them from digital, there's two channels to reach them. That would be Facebook and their, their products, which would be Instagram. And that would be Google and their product platforms, which will also include YouTube. You can get 90% of what you want done by going there. And, and let's face it, they, people are searching. And when people search and they buy a car, there are patterns. The AI, the intelligence today, recognizes those patterns and can serve those customers up to you in the market that you select. So if somebody goes on the OEM website, then goes on uh, 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 cars.com, and then goes to your dealer website, don't you want to know about that? And those are the, the, the customers with the highest statistical probability. It, the, you can't buy a television ad anymore. Leave that to the OEM. Leave that to, to create awareness. And, and then when the customers do want to find out where they can get it, uh, they can come to you. I, one, one quick thing that I'm really, this burns my butt. Um, if you search oil change near me, if you do a Google search for oil change near me, you know who's not there? Any dealer. 
It's no wonder we've lost 80% of the of our service business to the independents. Who yeah. comes up? Every independent. The dealers will put in Paragon Honda oil change, but that's not how people search. If I have a Chevy, I want oil change near me. And if an independent comes up, they're going to get the business. So you know, we've, we've forfeited that business. And, and, and as people are starting to understand how Google works and how Facebook works, we're going to be able to leverage the stuffing out of it. And just a little known fact, and then Ali, I'm going to get to you on that question. You know, women, women consumers, which is my expertise, spend eight and a half hours a day on social media. So why would we not take our advertising, our offers and everything else to where she is? Because she bought 50 or 54% of the cars registered in 2018 were to her and she influences 85% of all purchases. And, why would she not be where she's at eight hours a day? And, and by the way, there, there are patterns in each market to how women shop. And, and it's, you know, I'm not gonna paint all of any group with one brush, but there are patterns. They go here, here, and here, and the AI picks up on that pattern and would, it gives somebody the ability to buy that store visit if they wanted to, so. All right, Ollie, same question to you. If you could use only one marketing channel, what would it be? Yeah, well, one, first thing, I'm, I'm gonna agree with, with Brian on that answer, but I'm gonna also answer it from a salesperson point of view. Um, so, so Brian's answer is correct when you're looking at the whole dealership and you're looking at the totality of, of the situation. As a salesperson, I'm going to still go with community. I'm going to go with hands-on, old school, shaking hands, meeting people in word, your backyard. Word, word of mouth. So, oh, because in my mind, and this is this is what I was trying to figure out. I've always tried to figure out about you, right? Yeah. You're selling, and, and I saw it first. I saw the 20-minute car deal go down. But you are selling the car, you are contracting the car, you're spinning the paper, you're doing all of that 125 times a month, plus the three other people that probably don't buy a car that come in there. All right, so you have that much. When do you, and you only work five days a week. When are you out in the community shaking hands and kissing babies? How do you make that happen? I mean, look, there's events that are fun to go to. I mean, there's, there's, you know, if, if you own a child, I mean, there's school functions. If you, if you, if you're, you know, I'm off on the weekends. I go to, I go to the local community center, play basketball. Um, you have, you can't just, I'm not talking about advertising in a community. Just put up your billboard and hope people are going to come and see you. There's a difference between putting up that billboard and being present where you advertise. Let's, let, let's not forget the power of human touch. Let's not forget that. If I can hug you, I can see you, I see your kids, I become the same as they are. And in, in that situation, you're going to get the love and support back from the community because you're there. You're in the middle of the mix. So as a salesperson, if you're not out in your community and you're not, and I'm not saying go solicit business. People get this confused all the time. They're saying, well, how do I start? How do I go there? You know, last night, okay, last night, it's, it's Sunday night. I'm at a wedding. I get invited to a wedding. 450 people are there. I, I go to this wedding because it's Sunday night. It's a nice function. It's it's fun to be at. Is it is it easier for me to say I'm just going to sit on the couch and watch you know Sunday night football? Yes. But however, once you start going to these functions, you'll actually enjoy them. And my mindset is not I'm going to this and I'm going to sell cars. I'm going just to just just to be with everybody. I'm going just to share the same love and, and support as everybody else is there. But Ollie, give give your fans that are on this that are yeah. on this feed. Tell them because how do people? I mean, because I know you. I mean, I you know I know you're not like hey buy a car. Like, I'm the hey no, buy no, a car gal. No. I was when I was a dealer, and it worked for me. But how do people? How do those 400 people know? Besides, of course, they probably picked up a newspaper and they recognize you from breaking the world sales record. But how how do you how do you network? How, because, because you're not on social media. 
because it's my community. I've been involved in this community for, for many, many years. The reason why people give up, that salespeople give up, is because we expect instant gratification. The first charity function I went to, you know, I thought, oh, I'm going to leave here with 10 car deals. And I left with nothing. I barely knew. I barely made a friend. So it took, it takes, and, and salespeople got to, don't give up. You got to realize that it takes probably three, four, five years before you see any reciprocation as, as far as business is concerned. I go there to make friends. I go there to, to build relationships, to build my brand name, just to say, uh, first, I want people to know me as Ali. Then I want them to know me as Ali, the salesperson. So if they know you as a person first, they're more likely to do business with you afterwards. Uh, if I go there with the intention of saying, you know, I'm Ali, I'm a salesman, here's my card. They don't care. They don't care. They, they care that I care. That's all they care about. They care that I want to be their friend. And people are going to come to you because of the person that you are. And, and salespeople just give up. We give up. We go, to, we go to one function and we get nothing out of it. And we're like, oh, that's just a waste of time. You got to go four or five years in a row. You got to be seen. You got to go to these charity events. You want to go to a high school football game? Work the concession stand. Don't just sit in the bleachers. You know, get people just to know you. I mean, there's just little things that you can do. If you like, if you like gardening, go get involved in the gardening portion of your because community. People are in business with people they know, like, and trust. Brian, over to you. As you know, a person. Yeah, and and so Brian, I mean, you have a long-term sales team. I know your your guys and gals have been around a very long time, and they stick with you. Yep. Will you speak to the fact? Because there's a lot. I'm looking at the feed right now. I'm seeing how many salespeople are on there. It is the consistency of not quitting. It is it is the long-term longevity, like Ali, is what builds that world-class business. Will you speak to that as as a leader? Well, I think Ali nailed it. I mean, first first off, I, I want to change my answer from when I was 25. What I would, uh, in thinking about what I'm hearing, I wish I had taken a longer term view at certain things because things do take a long time. You know, it takes nine months to make a baby and it takes, you know, many years to make a, a fruitful career. And, and I think Ali's approach is absolutely dead on. Ali, when I was a salesperson, I joined the Rotary Club in Manhasset and people thought that's crazy. I was a kid and, and there were all older adults there in the club. But I can't tell you uh, over time and going right. to the meetings, Hey, uh, you know, and people, what do you do for a living? I sell cars. And two seconds later, and whenever I say that, and I'm with my wife at a family function, and I said, or at a, at a function, I say, I sell cars. She still gets a little bit like, oh, no, no. <laughs> That's changing. That's you're, changing. You're, the, you're the grand, high, exalted, mystic. No, I sell, I sell cars. And it's funny, two seconds after you tell somebody you sell cars, they go, hey, I got a BMW and I was wondering if oh, I could, you know, in two oh, seconds, right? Because right? It, it's, it's a really a great common a thread that we have. So I, I think Ali is spot on with that long-term uh, approach. Mes messaging to the salespeople that to, to really try and develop your skills, it's not up to your manager, it's up to you. Because unfortunately, there is turnover in management. There, is, there are people getting promoted. There are people getting other jobs or getting out of the business. So it's, if it's going to be, it's got to be up to you. It's going to be up to you to develop your career and you know, look for a good mentor. Look for somebody that you respect, that you can follow, and, and then dig in and learn all you can, all the time you can. You, you can get a very quick education by learning from people that are doing it, not just by making mistakes and trying to correct it, but learn from those like an Ali Rita. I, my, my guys were like all over this guy when he walked into oh, the I store. Bet. I mean, they were this, oh. well, and some of my guys, the better guys, 
we're all over. Oh my gosh, is he coming back? When is he coming back? And we are having Ali come to the store uh, to give a Saturday morning uh, sales meeting uh, on the sixteenth. On the sixteenth, and we are so excited, uh, Ali and Damien. Uh, and, and out of respect for Damien, uh, you know, uh, Ali gives Damien a lot of credit for guiding him. So yeah, Damien's a great man. He's yeah. on here, by the way. So, yeah. so, so I thought, let's bring Damien and Ali to talk to our sales team and, and to, to share with them, here's what we did and here's how we did it. And and I love Ali's message and you can do it too. It's you know, that, that's the important thing. Yeah. It's replicatable. Yeah. And, and, you know, we're, uh, some of my guys that didn't know you, Ali, were looking for the guy with the fancy Rolex and the pinky ring. And yeah. thank God, there's no, no, no. We don't invite those to the store. That, that's, that's fool's gold. Uh, now, wait a minute. You've let me come to the store. Well, you know what? This stuff is behind you. Know, they, they you know, back, back to where you're that Saturday morning sales meeting. There was, <laughs> a, behind you. There was a time, there was a time where, where you would say, you know, you know, I'm a car salesman with your head down. And, and it, that's changing. That is changing now. People people are not looking at it that way anymore. I mean, like we're, you we're and Frank Kennedy. I mean, you guys are shows like this. But do you, shows like this is what it's encouraging people to come into our industry. Do people understand how many trillions of dollars are being put into our industry now with technologies to develop uh, autonomous cars, safer cars, faster cars. So if you're on the engineering side, oh my God, that's exciting. Look at all the billions of dollars that are, are trying to solve for the online purchasing uh, platform so that we can have expansive markets. Look at what's going behind delivering cars to customers to make it easy to take the friction out of uh, sales. Automobile dealerships. In 1950, there were 40,000 of them. Today, there were 17,000. 40,000? 40,000 in 1953. 40,000. Oh Why? Because you needed to have these communities, these dealerships in every community. As yeah. the means of distribution improved, there was less need for rooftops. This is going to accelerate. We're going to see distribution improve even further. And as it does, there will be no need to have as many rooftops. I mean, you've got stores that are putting out a thousand cars a month. And in, in, in those markets many years ago, those stores may have been putting out a hundred cars. So for the OEM. You're, you're a prime example of that, Brian. I mean, Paragon's yeah. been in business how long? We, we, we are an example of that, but, but, I, but I'm saying, you know, macro business right now. You've got some of the bigger consolidators that are buying these stores, selling off or closing the non-productive stores, yet not losing anything on reach. And with some of the things that are being done, like pickup and delivery of cars, the Carvana business model, what we're doing with service, you, you, you're now able to bring the business to the customers. Uh, you're able to bring the business right to their cell phone. And they can get many of the goods and service. Now, Ali, this doesn't take away from the relationships that you have. Uh, th that's no, even more important. But you, you, you can serve more customers better yep. uh, and more efficiently. More efficiently. Uh, leveraging the technologies yep. that are out there. Yep. So, Brian, be before I serve up the last question, I just want to ask you real quick. Um, I know what Paragon does in service pickup, and you and you you keep referring back to Carvana. Why are you not using that same business model on the sales side of the house? Um I need you to be quiet. <laughs> we, we are. And shh, uh, there, there are lots of good things. Nobody watching. Don't worry about it. Carbon has got a great edge uh, right now for a little while longer. They're okay. able to aggregate their 20,000 cars 
And if they've got a Honda Accord in California and someone searches for a Honda Accord in New York, they get the benefit of that search. We understand that inventory dictates search. So if, in order for us to compete effectively with them, I've got to leverage larger inventories. And I promise you that we are working on just that. I Coming promise soon. you we're going to give them a good black eye. We've built the network to do it. We've done that. We proved it out first with the LCD, the lowest common denominator, which is service. We're delivering now 3,000 cars a month for service. Now we've got the platform, and now we can leverage that and bring test drives and sales, very much like Carvana's doing, but we're going to do it better. Well, it would not be hard to do it better than car buying doesn't suck. All right, so I'm going to serve up the final question, and uh, we're still holding a huge audience, so good job, y'all. Um, Ali, I'm going to start with you. Where will you be five years from now? Five years from today, what, what, where will Ali Rita be, and what will you be doing? You know, I, at this point right now, I still love what I do. Um, you know, I'm, I'm looking to improve. I'm looking to grow. Um, you know, at, at this time, I'm looking for a third person, um, a third assistant. So hopefully I kind of um, get that going. And, and at some point, if I needed to move uh, Mirna, who was my top assistant, into uh, maybe into sales, um, I, I can move her up and kind of build a team around that. Uh, I already started with, um, uh, I, have, I have a young fellow named Carlos who works for me now. He's a salesman. And he, he's, yeah, she met Carlos. He's a Spanish speaking salesman and he works actually for me. So I'm his manager, his finance manager, his desk manager. I desk his deals. I mean, you're I, his GM, you're his I, every, I am everything to him. So, yeah. I, and he is 100% relationship based only. I mean, he doesn't take floor ups. He doesn't take internet sales. So I got him out in his community doing what I did. And this is back to the 25 year old self. I'm doing it with him early on in his career. And he's averaging three, he's about five months in the business. He's averaging 15 cars a month right now. Without taking a floor up. 100% relationship based only. Self-sufficient. And what, Brian? Yeah. He's self-sufficient. So, I mean, isn't yeah. that great? How does self-sufficient and salesperson go in the same sentence? Isn't that great? Please. I mean, but that's that's the better way. So in five years from now, hopefully grow the team. Um, can continue what I'm doing. I still love what I do. I, I I feel like I still have the energy to keep doing it, and um, you know, just just try to help out as much as I can and, and share the knowledge. You know, uh, by you know, I'm I'm getting better by sharing, and in uh, the last couple of years, I've shared you know as much as I possibly can, and I've gotten better because of that. Not just as a salesman, as a person. But Ollie, how do you feel when you and, and somebody Lisa's asking where's Ollie located? He is in Detroit, Michigan. Woodside. Yeah. Woodside. <laughs> I know. I was like, wait, Brian, that's you. <laughs> so confused me here. Um, so Ollie, what what happens to you when you have a bad month? Help help these. We've got we have so many people on this. It's ridiculous. When when you have a bad month, it happens to the best. It happens to yeah. the greatest. I mean, yeah. you know. And I I remember after you broke the world record, I said to you, I said you have the greatest name in the world. It's Ollie. Yeah. The <laughs> I do. I do. Um, from that, how do you recover from? I don't want to say failure, but I'm sure internally it feels like failure. Okay, so, so because of where I am in my career now, I, I don't really have a beginning and I and an end. So, I know our our industry is based on 30, 30 day increments, where you know you you have to have a you know you start off slow and industry tells you to finish off strong. And I don't really have a beginning and an end. You know, so I, I continue. I'm not hustling every day. I'm flowing. I'm, I'm just I'm just being me and I'm not going to get burned out by hustling and in this mindset of, of I got to sell, I got to sell, I got to sell. And then when I don't, 
it's I feel failure. I'm simply helping people. So that mindset gets me, you know, I, it, it gets me to not have those objections of, in my mind where, you know, I had a bad month. Now, I have to be careful when I say a bad month might be 100 and a good month might be 130. So that's a big swing, right? Or a 150 to 100. That's a big swing of a month. But I don't let that bother me. I don't look at the numbers. Now, for a lot of people that know me, I never know where the numbers are throughout the month. I have no idea if I'm at 50 or if I'm at 80 or if I'm at 10. I can feel 180 car month or or, or 80 car month. But So you don't sit and do that fuzzy math in your head, Ollie? Come on. Don't never. I, I literally never, ever know the number until two or maybe one or two days after the month is over that one of the managers will come up and say, hey, this is where you finished for the month. That's great just to know it. But I don't want the numbers to dictate what my next move is. So even the month that I had 202 cars, I, which was crazy, right? Like that. Crazy month, crazy month. I felt it. I felt it throughout the whole month. I bet. It was busy. The energy level was extremely high. The urgency was extremely high. It was December 2018. You know, I, I, I had carried had that. 15 minute deliveries back then. You had to have. What's that? I said you had to have had 15 minute deliveries back then. Oh, it was crazy. It was crazy. But the urgency was there. I mean, nobody, you came in, you were taking a car with you at that moment. There was no tomorrow. And we approached the, the whole month that way. There was no tomorrow. It's the end of the month. It's the end of the year. And I felt it was a, it was a, a big month, but I had no idea. So if somebody had came up to me and said, you're at 180, then that would have changed my mindset maybe with that next customer. I would have said, okay, I broke my previous record of 167. Or mm -hmm. somebody said, you're at 198. I would have been like, oh my God, I got to hit 200. The numbers are going to fall wherever they fall. And I'm not going to let that dictate my next move. Numbers. I love that. Brian Benstock wrapping up. Where will you be five years from now? Well, hopefully uh, still at the helm at Paragon. I love what I do. Um, I, I hopefully um, continuing to push the industry in a direction that makes it better for consumers or easier for consumers to do business with, with the uh, industry. I mean, I think we've been working on that uh, first as a survival mechanism. If we don't change, we'll be changed. But, you know, we're really starting to see some uh, things that are working and working out well for the dealership and for our customers. And so, you know, as difficult as it is sometimes to be at the forefront because you make all the mistakes and then everyone learns from your mistakes, we're going to continue and hopefully continue doing that to not disrupt because it's now being overused, but to just really make it easier for people to do business with us. And the easier you make it for people to do business with you, the more they're likely to do business with you. And I think, Ali, we're saying the same thing, but differently, right? You're, you're, you're just, you, you get a customer, it's find a customer, serve a customer, keep a customer. And, and so find, serve, and keep. I want to improve how we find customers. I want to improve how we're serving the customers once we have right. them. And then I, I want to improve the way that we keep customers. And I, I don't want to improve the way we keep customers by putting handcuffs on the customers, but by doing things that will make them want to come back to us. And, you know, it's showing now in our return to market numbers. Uh, we're selling a lot of cars and we're keeping more cars than the other dealers in our market. And in metro markets, that's not always the case because customers have so many choices. You know, it's okay uh, or it's, it's normal in a smaller market uh, for the local Honda store to have a return to market number that's higher because there's really no other Honda dealer in the, in the market. I've got seven dealerships surrounding us and it's really a testament to what our team is doing that the customers are returning to the team uh, at a higher percentage than anybody else. So we're selling more and we're keeping more, which I think speaks volumes for what our future is going to look like. And I think it's, it's really bright.
Okay, I'm going to throw one last question to Ali before we sign off because Brian said something important and it's from a salesperson standpoint. Ali, what do you do about return to market retention for service? Because we know that if your customers are all around, you know, because you're not running the service department. Right. And right. so the relationship, the, the bond they have to you, they think, well, I'm going to come back and buy a car from Ali, but I may service over here. Do you mm-hmm. have a strategy in place to keep your clients coming back and servicing at your dealership? Because that is important. It's very yeah. important. So we, we kind of condition people to call me or one of my staff for everything. And I, 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 they have my cell phone number, um, they have my staff cell phone number, and they have obviously the office phone numbers, they're on keychains, they're on their envelopes in the car. I mean, my phone number is everywhere that you, you can look. So we have them kind of conditioned to call us for oil changes, call us for uh, a flat wow. tires, call us for billing issues. And it's not because I want to go change their oil or I need, I'm going to go out You're and a control change. freak, let's call uh, it. Okay. Uh, you know, at least uh, control that situation, right? So. Right. I do it. I, I, I fix the problem with one phone call. They call me. It's literally 15 seconds. They call me. They say, hey, I need an oil change. No problem. Hold on. Let me connect you. Now they're conditioned to call me for everything. And they're not on Google. They're not, you know, like Brian said, a lot of people do go on Google and look for oil changes. And they're going to the first place that's around the block from them. And they're forgetting about the dealer. And sometimes it's free at the dealer. They don't need to do it. You're the solution. They don't need to do it. And Lisa, right. I'll, I'll add to that again. This is why Ali and I are so dynamic uh, as a, uh, for me to see a dynamic opportunity for us. And yeah. if you call my desk phone at the dealership, 507-5000, extension 271, if I don't pick up, it gives you my cell phone number, my direct personal cell phone yeah, number. You got the volume of customers that we're handling. I don't know how many dealer principals or, 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 or vice presidents or general do that. Uh, and, just does it, I bet. I bet she and, and, and what ends up happening is it gives me the ability to solve a problem before it gets escalated someplace else. Brian, and, and are you training your salespeople, though, at delivery to say to do what Ali's team's doing? Yeah, and which yeah. I think is a great piece of advice. Everybody else is selling cars. You tell your people to call you and you'll connect them. But, you know, so many salespeople don't want to do that. Like, ah, I've sold the car. I'm done. Let's, that's services job. Lisa, look what happens. We all know they, they call service and nobody answers. They call again, nobody answers. They call service the operator. People. The operator sends them over somewhere else, and then they get lost in the shuffle, and now you got a frustrated person. So why why am I going to send them through all that when I can just answer a 15-second phone call and just handle it immediately? And the backside of that is now they're conditioned to call you for everything, and they're going to naturally call you for a car when they need a car or when their friend needs a car or a family member needs a car. They're just, they're, they're going to force people to come and see you by the amount of good things that they're going to say about you and, and the, the level of service you're providing. I mean, that's what it's all about. And that's how we keep that retention. Well, gentlemen, it has been one hour and we could talk all day. I mean, we, you, you, you two have held this audience the entire hour. So thank I know you everybody out there. Yes. Yeah. And thank I, you for I think all your you and your wisdom. Yeah. And uh, I will see both of you in New York City next week or week after next, I think. So um, anyways, thank you again. Uh, It's Lisa Copeland, Cars Her Way Radio, iHeart. And um, for those of you tuning in, my guests today were Ali Rita, the world's number one car salesman, and Brian Benstock, vice president, general manager of the number one Honda and Acura store, Paragon Honda and Acura. Gentlemen, thank you so much. And thank you for pouring into our industry. Thank you very much. Thank you for having us. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us for another edition of Cars Her Way Radio with Lisa Copeland. Remember, you're never alone. Visit CarsHerWay.com to meet all of our trusted dealer partners. Friends don't let friends buy cars from anybody but CarsHerWay.com. 
Follow us on social, tell your friends, and join the movement. CarsHerWay.com